0: Father, we thank you that, God, no matter what kind of storm, God, no matter what's going on around us, God, we know that you are Lord of all. You're our anchor that holds us. God, let us be a people who always turn our eyes to you when the storm comes our way. So, Father, we just pray this morning that you speak to us through your word. God, that you would just have your way in us. God, just do what you want to do through our service this morning. God, we love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. We're going to let uh, 2 Samuel lie over there until another time, till next week probably most likely. <laughs> But just a message from Revelation chapter 12 that I think is uh, significant for today. Seems like sometimes the Lord comes and deals with me and what I had planned all week and prayed about, it just disappears. It's gone. And I'm telling you, I don't even know that story anymore. I knew it well, but it's gone. And so uh, Revelation chapter 12 just seemed to be the thing to talk about today. So here we go. See what the Lord wants to do today. Let's say together, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the people of God are all we need, and we need each desperately. Uh, what, one thing Alan was supposed to say was they really need people to go today. So I guess the class is lacking today. So need, is that the message? We really need people. He was supposed to say that, and he didn't do it. So... When he got back, I'm sure that others around him said, you messed up. So there we go. Let's just read through Revelation chapter 12 and get an idea of what's going on here. In Revelation chapter 12, we see the dragon, which is Satan, is introduced. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. So it's an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns with seven crowns on his heads. His tail swept away one-third of the stars in the sky, and he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all nations with an iron rod. And her child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to care for her for 1260 days. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and the dragon lost the battle and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last, salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. Listen to this. The one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens. And you who live in the heavens rejoice, but terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. When the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child but she was given two wings like those of a great eagle so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. There she would be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times, and a half time. Then the dragon tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from his mouth, but the earth helped her by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out from the mouth of the dragon. And the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea." So we have the dragon at war with the church. We have the dragon at war with the instrument of the birth of the church, which is Israel. And of course, the church, the recipient, the benefactor of the birth of Christ. And the dragon knows, Satan knows, that he has little time one of the things that Satan does know about his realm, about his work, about about this world, is that he has little time. And so as time gets less and less, and we are living in the days where time is getting less and less, the time before the great reckoning, the great combat, the great struggle, the great war between good and evil, and Jesus comes and and defeats all the craziness, and and comes and brings victory, and the reign of Christ in the world begins, Satan knows that he has little time. And so he's at work. And there's no question, if you'll look and see about this old world, there's no question that that Satan, the dragon, is at work. When, when I hear people say things like, I just can't believe in God because look at all the bad things going on in the world. And, and, and one of the thoughts that I always try to share with people that have that, uh, that have that objection to God being God, that he has a world with so much crazy is going on and so much pain and so much struggle and so much hardship I say, well, you got to realize that Satan recognizes that he has very little time, and he is wrecking as much stuff as he can. He is at work wrecking stuff. He is wrecking stuff with murder. He is wrecking stuff with accusation. And we see here, for a reason that's beyond me, I can't give you a good answer for this, but, but Satan has access to the throne room of God. That's an amazing thing to me. And we know that from this scripture, and we know that from the story of Job. For whatever reason, people say it's free will, it's God's choice, it's what's going on. Satan has access to the throne of God. And there is this, the only way that I can label this little debate going on between God and Satan and and for whatever reason, God allows this to happen. And, and Satan stands before the throne of God accusing God's people. Accusing them. They're not your people. If you allow me to wreck their lives, they will not worship you. They are not your people. They are not followers. They are fake. Uh, they, they are... Are uh, full of themselves. They are just uh, going through the motions, God. These people don't truly live for you. They don't truly honor you. It, it, they're only, the only reason that they claim to be your, your follower, to be that you're their king, is so that you can do things for them. But I'm here to tell you, God, Satan says to God, that if you allow them to go through hard times, they will walk away from you. They will be unfaithful. They will blame you, God. And so there's this kind of spiritual wrestling match taking place in heaven. I don't have any clue why God allows that to happen. But what we do know is We do know that God is on his throne, and we do know that Satan recognizes that he has very little time. He has very little time. So in this day and age, 2018, we live in a day and age that Satan has less time than he had. And so we are going to live in a world where there's going to be more junk more wrecking, more problems, more struggles. He is going to continue to attack. He is going to continue to isolate people from God. He is going to continue to work in God's people, amongst God's people, getting them to be soft, getting them to be lukewarm, getting them to be without uh, ability in the kingdom without that fine edge in the kingdom. Satan is going to work and he's going to get us off course and he's going to get us inwardly fighting, inwardly focused, and he's going to get us to a place to where we're not totally focused on what matters most and it's a very good strategy that Satan is using in the church today. He's got a strategy for the world. He's got a strategy for different parts of the world, but his strategy here in our country, in America, in the Bible Belt, within the church is get them religious, get them moral, get them feeling good about who they are as as religious, moral people, but But when it comes to complete righteousness of the blood of Christ and their testimony and the fact that they're not afraid to die, just tamper that. Just just skew that a little bit. Get them off target. Get them focused on what they do, what they don't do, what someone else does, what they don't do. Get them focused on all kind of things that absolutely doesn't matter. That's our day. And again, we come to church, we open God's word, we pray, we sing, we worship, and the truth is most times we come together, we leave and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. We're still the same people. We bring in the same junk and we leave with the same junk. We come in and we play a game and we leave playing the game. We're not truly focused on what matters most. We have had a rain event, an unbelievable rain event. Matter of fact, 15 years from now, we're going to be sitting around the coffee bar and and, because we did it this morning, when was the last time we had a rain like this? And we're going to sit around in there and and I'm going to walk up. (laughs) With 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 my cane, I hope, I hope I got that cane going. I hope I can come, and we're gonna walk up in there. And said, they, I said, I remember in October a long time ago, that Possum Kingdom got all that water, Lake Granberry got all that water, Lake Travis got all that water, LBJ got all the water. I remember seeing pictures of of that uh, uh, that river that passageway that runs from the South Concho Pool and Lake Nazworthy and Twin Buttes, that it was full again. And I'll say, I remember when I was a kid that was full and people used to water ski up and down that river right there, it's a great place because it's protected by the wind and they would, that's where they water ski. They hadn't water skied there in years and God decided to send rain and he sent rain and now there's so much water down there for the first time in years, they let water out of Lake Nasworthy. They don't remember the last time they let water out of Lake Nasworthy because they got too much water in there and they got to let it go. They're, they're letting water out of Lake Travis like crazy. Lake Travis got so much water that everything rose. I saw some pictures of places where I saw just a month ago, and I went to a restaurant on Lake Travis, and we walked from the, uh, the deck, the, the dock down there, and it was a good climb up to that restaurant, back and forth, back and forth, like a switchback. And we got up there. Matter of fact, it was so far up there that when we got up there, I had to catch my breath. Now... That may not mean much to you, but that's a long way. I saw a picture over this week. That restaurant is underwater. That's amazing. All that God decided to send rain. And when God decides to do something, He sends rain that takes us out of the drought, fills up all the lakes, all the ponds, all the creeks, all the ditches and he just does it. It just kept on coming. It just kept on coming. It just kept on coming. The rain just kept on coming, and everyone's lives were impacted by the rain this week, and we may get more rain this next week, I understand. That baby said, hallelujah, we need more rain. (laughs) When we came back from uh, California a couple weeks ago, when you get to Tucson, East of Tucson, it's it's wet. That that desert is green. There's water standing everywhere. And that southern New Mexico along that I-10, there's water standing in lots of places out there. I mean, I, and when you get into Texas, El Paso is green. Van Horn is green. Can you imagine that? The ranch land between Van Horn and, and Fort Worth, there, there's... There's some ranch land out there where it's a foot tall, the grass is. It's an amazing thing that absolutely meets every problem, every situation. All the tanks get full. Imagine all the aquifers, that Edwards Aquifer. You imagine that, how much water is just leaking down in that thing today. When God chooses to send rain, and he really sends rain, and he sends rain and rain and rain, he can rejuvenate the water deal in a matter of moments. And you think about it. I I sat there and watched that rain coming down this week, and I went, how much rain's up there? I mean, it keeps on coming. It doesn't stop. It can rain harder. We had a few moments of rain this week, where it rained so hard, I just just couldn't believe that there's that much water up there. I mean, I guess it's with, it's without limits. And he sent rain. There's been some spirit events in the world that, to me, reminded me of the rain event that we just had. Spirit events. In 1904, in Wales, there was a spirit event that happened. And over a course of four years, the London Times newspaper says 100,000 people were saved and baptized in Wales. One report said that the change in people's lives was so dramatic that Uh, the mules that they used to bring the coal out of the mines, they had to retrain the mules because the drivers no longer cussed and the mules could not follow commands without the guys cussing because they had changed and they didn't want to cuss anymore. In the 1900s, in New York City, Joseph Lamphere, he decided that he would start a prayer meeting in his office. And so he began, they would meet once a week in his office with a few businessmen around, and, and they would read the scripture and they would pray for their city. In a matter of weeks, his, his, his office couldn't handle everybody and they got a bigger room, they had to get a bigger room, they had to get a bigger room, then a bigger room, and then it went in different locations in different locations. And, and in, in a short period of time, There was over 20,000 people in New York City meeting once a week to read Scripture and to pray for their city. And a revival broke out, and churches just became full and were rejuvenated, and where it was really spiritually dry, it became spiritually wet. We've had two great awakenings in our country we had a great awakening in the 1700s and we've had a great awakening the second great awakening in the 1800s. There's been a revival that swept Indonesia in the 1950s. There is reports now of another revival sweeping Indonesia. And Indonesia that for the last 10 years or so has become more and more militant Muslim. They are seeing the spirit of Jesus work and there's more and more people coming to know Christ and, and, and they're walking away from Islam. That's happening in Indonesia. We pulled out of China in 1948. All the Christians had to pull out because of the communist government took over and you could have no more Christianity. The result was there has been a spirit event in the house churches, in the underground churches in China, and there is an unprecedented movement of the God there. It has been reigning spiritually in China all that time and they don't really they don't really know for sure how many followers of Jesus there are now in China they believe that it's the largest christian nation in the world and it's illegal there it has reigned in china one of the amazing movements that's happened by the spirit of god in china is the road to jerusalem and chinese believers are taking the gospel from from the the country of China to Jerusalem, and when you look on a map and you see the countries they're going through to get to Jerusalem and taking the gospel with them all along the way, that's an amazing thing taking place. We are about to be blessed to be able to to send Kyle, Y, and Amy, Bing to Cambodia, and, and there is a great, reign of the spirit of God happening right now in Cambodia. It's an amazing thing when you speak to a Buddhist who's trusting in them, hoping to do more good than bad, to be able to be received by some God up there somewhere, and you share with them that there is forgiveness through Jesus Christ and their heart melts. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, all across our world, there has been rain events, spirit events. And we have here three things that are necessary for Satan to be defeated and for a spirit event to happen. There are three very simple things. There are three things that we have nothing to do with. There are three things that we can't manufacture. There are three things that we can't make up. There are three things that we can't organize. There are three things that we can't come together and put all of our best efforts and make this happen. The first one is, they defeated him in verse, 13, uh, verse 11. They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb. In every one of these spirit events we talked about, there's one thing crystal clear. It can be a Pentecostal church, it can be an Episcopalian church, it can be a Catholic church, it can be a Presbyterian church, it doesn't matter what kind of church it is. It doesn't matter what kind of practice they have. It doesn't matter if it's litany. If it doesn't matter, if it's wild, it doesn't matter if it's easy going, it doesn't matter if it's really structured to worship. It doesn't matter if they wear a three piece suit. It doesn't matter if they wear uh, skinny jeans. We don't wear skinny jeans here, do we? Lee doesn't wear skinny jeans and they won't work. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The form doesn't matter. What matters is, is that the blood of the lamb defeats Satan. It's the blood of Christ. It's Christ's righteousness that matters. That's what matters. You cannot do enough. You cannot earn enough to save yourself. You cannot be good enough to make God smile on you. Our works are as filthy rags before God. We have sinned against God. We have no hope. We are destined for hell. But when we realize what the blood of Jesus has done for us and we believe in what Jesus has done for us, we go from our own righteousness, our own efforts, our own morality, and we trust solely in the righteousness of Jesus, and we defeat Satan. Satan. Satan is not defeated through human effort. Satan is not defeated with our best efforts. He is not defeated by our religion, by our works. He's not defeated through our form of religion. He is only defeated when people recognize that it's Christ's righteousness that makes the difference and not our own. You may be broken thinking there's no way in the world God can ever forgive you of what you've done. you are done. You are believing a lie of Satan. He does not want you to understand that there's no sin that you've committed that God will not forgive. There's nothing you have done that God's love can't reach down and pull you up. And you don't stand before him in your own efforts or your own righteousness only through the blood of Jesus. And so we are likely to see a spirit event when we're all trusting in the righteousness of Jesus and not our own. And not our own. The second thing is, and by their testimony. Now, if you are going to defeat the works of Satan by your testimony, you've got to have one. You gotta have a testimony. Not only you gotta have one, you gotta be sharing your testimony. What testimony? Who Jesus is, what Jesus has done in me, how He's delivered me, how He's changed me, how He's giving me things and giving me the experiences in life that cannot be explained. A life that is beyond this life in Jesus. Our testimony of Jesus changing us, empowering us, bringing that peace that passes all understanding by our testimony. Our testimony is something Satan can't take away from us because it's rock bed solid in the work of Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. And so by our testimony, by our testimony, our testimony, what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, what the Spirit is doing. I've gone from being someone that lives for myself, and now I have learned what Jesus has done for me and who he is, and I live completely for him. I'm not living for the now, I'm living for the eternal. Testimony, sharing that testimony. Living on that testimony. And then that third one. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. You know what that means? They're not holding on to anything. They're not holding on to stuff. They're not holding on to their place. They're not holding on to their reputation. They're not holding on to what they hope others think of them. They've been set free by Jesus, and, and they are not holding on to their life. They're not afraid to die. You know, when a bunch of God's people get to the place where they're under completely the righteousness of God, the righteousness of the blood of Jesus, and they are sharing their testimony, and they're not afraid to die, what in the world can Satan do with them? Not one thing. You can't take something away from someone that's already given it away. You can take everything away from these people. These three things are in these people. Revelation 12 says you can take it, you can take things away from them, and it's not going to mean anything to them because they have Jesus. Because they've got Jesus. What are you holding on to that's in the way of a spirit event in your life? What are you holding on to? Might be a grudge. It might be an unforgiveness. It might be money. It might be your time. It might be your goals. It might be your dreams. What are you holding on to that keeps you and me and us from a spirit event? Now, I believe that we can't formalize this, and we can't earn a spiritual reign in our church, in our land, in our community. I, I don't believe that we do that. I believe that, we, that God's gonna do what he wants to do whenever he wants to do it, right? But we do see here three things that are crystal clear are present for Satan to be defeated. His his works are defeated. His strategies are defeated. And people honor Jesus, and they live for him, which is a spirit event. The blood of the Lamb defeats him. The testimony of his people defeat him. And their lives defeat him. They're simply not holding on to anything that keeps them afraid to die. Does that make sense? Wouldn't it be wonderful, just like the rain event we just had, that a spirit event happened, and it began here with you and me? Can you imagine that the Holy Spirit began to flow through these pews and then through these city streets and then out here in the country and then into Fort Worth. And it was just a saturating rain of his spirit. And it was like it was in Wales. It was like it was in New York City. It was like it was in the 1700s, the 1800s. It was like it was in Indonesia. It is like it is now in China. That the Holy Spirit is so overwhelmingly at work that all we can say is we see the results. Just as you see the results of the rain, you see the results of the work of the Spirit in changed lives, in more and more people coming and recognizing it's the blood of Christ. It's the blood of Christ that makes us right with God. It's the blood of Christ where we find forgiveness and salvation, not through any of our efforts, not through anything that we have done, the work of the Spirit. And, and people share their testimony of what Jesus has done in them. They have a testimony to share, and they're so willing in love and power and victory to share that testimony of what Jesus has done. What Jesus has done. And they, they're just absolutely compelled by the love of Christ. They just it just comes out, it just bursts forth. They just can't not speak what Jesus has done in them. And, and and they are they have so transitioned from life here to life in Christ, they're just not afraid to die. May we have a spirit event. May we have a spirit event. May God's spirit flow through here like the rain did the last two weeks. Please, Lord, may you work. May you work, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will break our heart with what breaks yours. I pray, Lord, today that that we will not leave today as business usual, just another church service, God, But we would leave in your righteousness, trusting in what you have done, our testimony will just explode and Lord we will just be so faithful to you we're not afraid to die in that we defeat Satan and his works we recognize Lord that your word says that he is really busy now because he knows his time is short may we rise up and be your people and be worthy to call ourselves believers worthy of your name worthy of your sacrifice may your power flow through lord may you move in our congregation this morning and may it rain spiritually our altar is open if you would like to come and pray this morning philip's going to sing here a little while but right now we're just going to play the piano if you would like to come and kneel at the altar and pray and 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 just plead with God to bring about this spirit event in our church, in our community, in our land. Would you come and pray? Would you come and pray and just say, Lord, do what you've done in the past in my life, in my church's life, in my country's life. May you work, Lord, may the spirit move. Would you come and pray? Lord, I just, and if your prayer is nothing more, Lord, just like you rained this week, May you just pour out your spirit like that, Lord. Please, Lord, work. Please, Lord, help us to rely only on the blood of Jesus. Lord, may we be faithful with our testimony. May we receive that testimony and share it of what you've done in our lives. Lord, help us to turn loose of everything that keeps us to hold on real tight to this world, to our reputation, to the standard of living, to our ways, to what we want, and just be totally, totally submissive to what you want. may it happen today in our lives. And they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Lord, we are grateful for your power and for your strength. We're grateful, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Empower us as your people to honor you. Lord, may the results of what you've done in our hearts today show up week after week after week. And not just have an emotional experience this morning, but a life changer. Lord, I pray that you will just pour your spirit out on your people for your glory and for the sake of people. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, come forth.